Hi, I'm Nancy McCammon Hansen. I'm an AARP volunteer in Fort Wayne, Indiana, up in the northeast corner of the state. And with me today is Chris Walker, who is part of the Bloomingdale neighborhood here in uh, Fort Wayne, and Linda Dunno, who is our state president, and uh, herds cats and, and uh, <laughs> volunteers. Um, and used to be a 911 director. So uh, she's got an interesting background. Um, first of all, Chris, I wanna ask you, um, can you explain the project that we're gonna be talking about today? And um, how did the idea to apply for a grant to fund it come about? Sure. Um, as you mentioned, I'm the president of the Bloomingdale Neighborhood Association, which is a, um, a small area, an urban area near downtown Fort Wayne, just north of the river and just north of downtown with about uh, 2,200 residents. And um, we are always in communication with the Active Transportation Coalition and other transportation groups in our area and the city of Fort Wayne. And the Active Transportation Coalition uh, mentioned, they always send us grants, but they mentioned an AARP grant, um, and it specifically um, would assist us in engaging in people in our neighborhood um, and then activating spaces. And uh, even though it's a competitive grant, um, we applied for it and we were one of the lucky few who received it. And it's allowing us to do exactly that this summer. We've engaged um, people of all ages in spaces that were uh, up until this summer, un underutilized and empty. And uh, so it's worked out really well for us. We're very fortunate. So those spaces, um, ex explain a little bit about what you're doing with them. So we identified um, three places and uh, that was founded on, um, AARP has a triangle theory of engaging spaces. So we utilize that. Um, methodology. We have a, a city park. It's a very small pocket park on Well Street. Um, that's one part of the triangle. And then we have an empty grass lot between um, a small shop and High Brothers Bookstore. Um, and there's actually uh, a mural on the bookstore that's been there for years. And then a new mural on the um, small gift shop next door. So we wanted to activate that space. And then directly across the street, is an alley and we just got lucky. The city just happened to pave that alley right at the beginning of this grant. So it's a brand new alley between the Indiana Mexican bakery and an ice cream shop, a little ice cream shop. Um, so those three spaces are the, the ones that we wanted to activate and get people to come out. Um, and I can go into a little more detail about what we requested to make that happen if you like. Uh, yeah, let's let's do that. But before we do that, I want to ask Linda, um, the Active Transportation Coalition in Fort Wayne, how does does AARP interact with that? What kind of a relationship do we have? That came out of a project that we did down on Columbia Avenue. A lot of the people, the first grant that we got from AARP uh, for community improvement was the Columbia Avenue uh, grant. And out of that grant, we had a great number of people that were volunteering. And there was a younger group that didn't want to focus just on 50 and over. 
And so the Active Living Coalition came out of that. And at that time, Nathan Miller, who was with Purdue, was running that. And I think they have a new leader now. AARP, I get their newsletters all the time and, and, and on their chat. So we know what they're doing, but they're more focused on all age groups. And so we're here to help. Um, sometimes I'll get a call and say, you know, what's out there available. And we encourage them to let their members know that these grants were available. So that came out of, that was 2016, I think. And it's kind of got a life of its own, but we are very aware of what they're doing. Okay. So Chris, back to you. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the project. Um, like I said, we identified those three spaces. Um, and as a neighborhood association, we have very little in our budget to help support that. Um, so we identified um, just when talking with neighbors and business owners and um, other people in the community um, and looking at some of the resources that the ATC had, um, items that we could put in those spaces and events that we could host to, to activate the spaces and engage the neighbors. Um, so we've purchased furniture, um, Adirondack chairs, tables. We've hosted cookouts. We just did a Blocktoberfest um, community event that was attended by a lot of people. And it also um, coincided with trick-or-treating on the Wells Corridor and at one of the churches. So that brought in total over 2,200 people to the Bloomingdale neighborhood. Um, so some of it is just things like furniture and, and other parts of it are um, resources to help us host events in those areas, whether it be music or food. Uh, those two things always seem to be very helpful in attracting people. I, I used to work at the YWCA and for those of you who um, don't know Fort Wayne, the YWCA at one time was on Well Street in uh, the offices of a, of a former orphanage. And it's a beautiful campus. I believe right now it's, um, it was a church. It's a church, yeah, headwaters. Mm -hmm. And it had been a school also. And uh, it's a really interesting part of town because Well Street is kind of a, like a little town, like the main street of a little town. And um, Hyde Brothers, of course, a used bookstore. You can't mm -hmm. hope for more than that. Um, but what else is what what else is the neighborhood like as far as ages of people who live there? I know there's an elementary school in that area. Mm -hmm. So um, our average age, um, uh, if you, according to the most recent census data, is um, just over thirty, about thirty-three. Um, but we do have a lot of people over fifty, and our Hispanic and uh, African community, African American community, has um, increased quite a bit, especially the Hispanic community. So part of our engagement um, is reaching out to them and, and getting them more involved in the, in the neighborhood. Um, they're up to 11% um, in the Bloomingdale neighborhood and that keeps increasing. And the, the Well Street Corridor you told me has, has an interesting history. And for those of, of you who are not familiar with Indiana history and I wasn't until I moved here, um, there was quite a, a relationship between the English, the French, and and um, the, I don't want to say pioneers, but the settlers who came through and lived in this area. And Well Street was a, a corridor to Fort Dearborn. Is that what you said? Yes, it was actually, it started as an Indian trail. Um, mm -hmm. So 
way back when it was an Indian trail and it was uh, Fort Dearborn, which is where Chicago is now, um, was the destination. Um, Fort Wayne was kind of a portage area. And then later we had the canal. And so commerce just continued to increase along the Wells Corridor until um, we have what we see today. And there are still a lot of historic buildings all along the Wells Corridor. Um, a lot of those built in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And uh, so our goal is to maintain those um, and then kind of retain some of that historic uh, village-like um, character that the, the corridor already has. And just one more thing about Fort Wayne, we have um, two rivers that come together to form a third river. And so the city is designed in the center, in the central part, kind of around the rivers as far as where the streets mm -hmm. go and that kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's a very interesting place to live. So if you really love history and you love Native, Amer Native American history, look up Fort Wayne. Um, so the, the, the idea for doing this, um, where did it come from and who, who did the planning? Um, our association board did a lot of the planning. Um, as I mentioned in my email um, to you that Bloomingdale, unfortunately, and specifically the Wells Corridor, um, was a, a, just a target area for the opiate crisis that we had a few years ago. Um, there were a lot of overdoses along the corridor and things were in decline. And uh, then right after that, we went into the uh, epi uh, pandemic. Um, so people initially were just afraid to come out of their homes, I think. And then um, um, with quarantining, uh, people weren't engaged in coming out of their homes. So the timing of the grant for us was perfect. We just needed a shot in the arm in the Bloomingdale area in our neighborhood to help um, encourage people to come out and visit with each other. And uh, so it was exactly what we needed at the right time. I, f I just find that so interesting that um, a small neighborhood, not with, uh, with neighbors that are terribly affluent, um, that an idea to do something like this to bring people into the neighborhood, um, did you have much opposition to it? No, no, not at all. Um, as with any project or program, sometimes it's frustrating to get people involved. Um, but this has been very, very helpful, and we're, we're ecstatic about the effect it's had mm -hmm. on the neighborhood. Just, just like I said, getting people out of their homes and engaging with each other again. Um, like I mentioned, the census data, um, since before all those issues that we had, our census data has completely changed. So our neighborhood has, has changed quite a bit since before the pandemic and the opiate issues that we had. So, um, again, it's been very, very helpful to us. So Linda, um, why would an organization like AARP get involved with a project or, or, or help fund a project that isn't specifically targeted toward, I hate to say this, older people? <laughs> Which we are, right? <laughs> I think AARP sees that any improvement that you can make to a community and neighborhood, et cetera, and if you're doing it in mind of accessibility and livability for people 50 and over, it's going to trickle down and affect the whole neighborhood. And uh, I was able to attend their, their uh, ribbon cutting or ceremony, and there were a lot of city officials 
there too. And I think that's the other side of it is getting their attention and letting them know that this community cares about what's going on in their neighborhood and um, showing them that they're willing to put the effort out and apply for grants. Uh, there were 84 applications in the state of Indiana. The executive council and staff sits down and puts it down to 10. Those 10 go to national and four of the 10 that we uh, approved got approved by, by national. So that speaks well. This is the third time Fort Wayne has gotten a grant uh, over the years. And I think it speaks well for the fact, number one, I think one of the biggest things about AARP, everybody thinks it's for old people. Uh, we've lowered the, uh, you know, age down to 50, because we realized a lot of the programs we were providing, uh, if you didn't attend them till you were 65, it was a little late because a lot of them were for, um, you know, um, retirement. And if you haven't planned your retirement by the time you're 65, it's a little late by then. So I think it's a younger approach, uh, taking it down to 50. And our whole society has changed. There's a lot of grandparents that are taking care of grandkids, raising grandkids. Uh, we have a lot of combined families. And I think the neighborhood aspect we need to get back to is people feeling safe in their communities and being able to get out and interact. And that's all age groups. Very, very, very true. So Chris, is this work done now or is it still ongoing? Um, it's ongoing. We have till the end of November to do the closeout on the grant. So we still have some activities left um, that we need to host and um, some of the new furniture that we purchased through the, the grant to, to install in those areas, in those three areas. I will say um, one of the collateral things that has been an outcome of this grant um, is through the discussion with the neighbors and the engagement, we've been able to um, introduce them to a community garden that we've established during this time, the same time um, that many people didn't know about and they wouldn't know about if we didn't have these um, engagement activities and these events through AARP. It's created discussion about safe transportation in our area and then allowed us to spread the word about the resources on the AARP website. Um, I had no idea when I started this, the amount of information that was available on that website, um, <laughs> whether it has to do with safe transportation. Yeah. Um, one of the hot topics right now in our neighborhood is accessory dwellings and the city is actually getting ready mm -hmm. to change some of their code. So for us, and I have it sitting right here next to me, I have a handbook from AARP on accessory dwellings. So for us to have that kind of information that we can put out to our neighbors, um, whether they're over 50 or not, and then have um, educational information available to us as um, neighborhood association board members and leaders mm -hmm. has been amazing. So we appreciate that. So what kinds of comments have you gotten from people in the neighborhood about this project and from the business owners on Wall Street? Well, because of its location, it has certainly benefited the Wells Corridor um, and the, the events have allowed us to interact with them a little more um, as neighbors. Um, because we all have the same mission and the same goal. Um, so um, I think that's been a benefit to everybody. Okay. Um, I drove down Wall Street the other day, hoping to see some of the things that you were doing and there was so much traffic. And I think part of that is because of the bridge on Lafayette being reconstructed. Mm -hmm. um, is there a, a, a plan to help make traffic a little safer 
in that area because I know some, sometimes there's not a car inside on Well Street, and other days it's bumper <laughs> to bumper. It's just mm. unbelievable. So, yeah, it's um, that's been a challenge for us um, with two bridge closings in two years or two bridge repairs in two years in different places. Um, as you drove north on Well Street and came over the bridge, you may have noticed um, a traffic calming project where they installed an island um, to allow you to cross halfway across Well Street and then the rest of the way to the police fire memorial. And that's one example of a project that came out of discussion um, at these events. The city was able to install um, in the late spring, early summer, that island, that traffic calming project. And uh, so that, that's one example of where transportation has become a little bit easier on whether it's walking or biking. Um, and then as they develop the area around Bloomingdale on the Wells Corridor and property changes through development, um, we're able to have those ongoing discussions. Like Linda said, um, politicians, city councilmen um, attend these events and that also gives us a chance to talk to them about those issues to keep transportation safe in the neighborhood. Okay, so Linda, um, anything else that you want to tell us about the AARP grant process? Why, why would why would a neighborhood or or anybody want to apply for an AARP grant? I think that the thing is, each one of the grants that we've received in Fort Wayne have been for different events. Um, the Columbia Street Avenue was to slow traffic down going into that neighborhood because that was right across the bridge and people were driving 45 mile an hour in that neighborhood. So we did some traffic calming things in that project and the neighbors are thrilled. You know, it has slowed down traffic with uh, Bridge of Grace. It was cleaning up the neighborhood, uh, making people aware of their neighbors. Uh, it was banners on poles. It was uh, little parks, the similar to the Well Street, where people that lived in the neighborhood could gather safely. And then with the Well Street, like you said, I, I'm a big bookstore fan. So yeah, I know where that bookstore is. <laughs> and there's a little plant shop down there I kind of like too. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, you know, anything we can do to get neighbors out of their houses and out onto the street and getting to know each neighbor and bring back that what I say is neighbor to mate neighbor and um, the safety level improves in those neighborhoods it's been proven so um, I encourage everybody to not just apply once apply you know more often they are doing this annually this is a six year for this program and and the thing that benefits AARP from this is people realize that we're not just there for 50 and over, but we're also out there improving communities. We're looking at housing and food deserts and, and um, you know, people want to age in place. And the fact that, you know, housing is a big issue in Fort Wayne right now. So we're looking at trying to see how we can improve that. But there's always an issue. And the fact that AARP is willing to throw some money at it and help us improve some of these things locally, I think is a wonderful program. Okay, well, you've given us, um, I think, some good background uh, for those who are watching who would be interested in applying for a grant. Uh, I would assume that the first thing you have to do is come up with a project and mm -hmm. uh, do a little research insofar as, um, what kind of dollars you would need and who would be doing the work and that sort of thing. And um, Linda, is this an, a national thing or is it only in Indiana? Oh, it's a national. Uh, they gave out, uh, let's see, it's in all 50 states. They gave out 260 grants this year nationwide. 
and that includes Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. Okay, so there, there is money, there is an interest on both, both sides from AARP and from the communities. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would assume you both would strongly encourage people to uh, check it out. Absolutely. Yeah, $3.4 million isn't anything to cough at, and that's what uh, they gave out this year. <laughs> no, that's a nice chunk of change. Yeah. Uh, anything else that you would like to add? Like Linda said, I would encourage people to um, at least apply for the grant if they feel they have a worthwhile project. We honestly didn't think we would have a chance because we had heard that so many people apply and we were ecstatic when we were awarded the grant. Very surprised and ecstatic. Mm -hmm. And um, when I talk to people at these events, they're um, surprised that AARP is, is doing this type of thing um, just because they have that thought that it, it's mostly for older people and I'm over 50 and I'm a, a member. So it's, um, I would encourage people to apply. Um, the things that you guys are doing are amazing and it doesn't take a lot of money. Our grant was less than 13,000 and it's amazing mm -hmm. the, um, the benefits that that's provided with that amount of money. Linda, anything else to add? I think it's one of the best things AARP has done. Uh, it's developed a mayor's advisory council here in Fort Wayne that is working on a five-year program of uh, pinpointing and advising whoever's sitting in the mayor's chair uh, what we feel is the most important for 50 and over and it has been very successful and is ongoing and I think just getting the word out uh, has been the most difficult thing for AARP because they think we sell insurance and cell phones and we don't. Um, I think I tell people to think of that as a good housekeeping seal that we review products on the national level. If we think it's a good deal, we put our stamp of approval on it. But that's, you know, that, that's what people think of because most of the mailings and the advertising they see on TV is what that is. So I think this program has given us an opportunity to spread the word that that's not all AARP is and we hope Chris we're always looking for volunteers so mm -hmm. <laughs> we have a meeting next Tuesday afternoon at two yeah uh, <laughs> locally mm -hmm. okay um this is this has been a great conversation and mm -hmm. um I thank you both for being here this morning and thank you all for tuning in and listening to this discussion and uh if you would like more information about the grant process, at least in Indiana, I would encourage you to contact our office, our state office in Indianapolis. And with that, I think we will say goodbye and have a great day. Thank you, Nancy.